Hey there, welcome to Woman Talk, We Talk, a bilingual podcast. Every week, we'll sit down with an amazing woman to chat about topics such as tech, startups and entrepreneurship, woman empowerment, and other personal stories of how they found their success. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 10. Today's podcast episode is going to be a solo cast with me, Christina, your host. I wanted to take this time to share some wisdom I've collected in my entrepreneurship journey. For anyone starting out that needs the extra kick of inspiration slash motivation, But what's cool about this episode is that we're going to try and mix in some tangible action steps that you can take today to start getting some momentum or just ways that you can think about um, how to approach your business. Um, The background for this is that I've interviewed a few women entrepreneurs up until this point, um, and they've all shared amazing insights. So have a listen from episode three to nine. Anyways, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and talk about my key learnings so that um, anybody that's interested or is starting out needs to hear this, then here you are. Okay. So today's topic is eight mindset shifts that we need to have as business owners. You want to think about working on the business and not in the business. I read somewhere in this book about creating startups that to grow your business, you want to think about what's urgent versus what's important. If you've heard of GTD, it stands for getting things done. And the idea is that you have um, a matrix So it's four squares and it's a two by two four square and on the top on the x axis is maybe what's important and on the y axis is what's urgent. Um, Quadrant one which is the first top right corner is going to be very important and very urgent. Quadrant two which is on the right side top corner is what's important but not urgent. And quadrant three which is on the bottom left-hand corner is going to be what's important but not urgent. And then on the very last box in quadrant four is what's not important and what's not urgent. And so in GTD, it's all about figuring out all the things that you have to do that fits within this quadrant and then which ones you want to delegate out, which ones are actually tasks that are not important at all for you to worry about, and um, what things need to be taken care of today, right now. Um, And it's a great way to prioritize what you need to do because we all have that limited amount of time. So in this book, the author wrote that you want to focus on quadrant two, which is what's important but not urgent. She said, this is where you should focus on the strategy of how to build and grow your business. So I thought that was a very interesting idea um, because it's often, it's not urgent, but it's important, but we for, we always focus on what's important and what's urgent. Um, and so this is where you want to be a business owner and you want to think of how you want to work on the business and not in the business. Okay, that brings us to the next point when it comes to growing and, and building your business. You never want to get too comfortable. You want to always keep marketing, even when you have been, let's say, booked out because you're going to be... Out, you're going to run out of projects at some point. And so I, I think for myself personally with my own business, what I'm trying to do is create 
a schedule or a system where I'm still constantly showing up and marketing my business and my services to people and still making connections so that when the time comes when I need projects, I'll have these connections to ask, hey, do you need this service still? Then I can offer them because I have capability now or I have capacity. You do want to always set aside time to Yes, to work on marketing, whether that's writing blog posts or making connections, any of the above, you just want to make sure that you're working on this aspect of growing your business. Um, There's a lot of times in my journey where I've landed a few projects and then stopped showing up and stopped marketing. And I think that's very dangerous because once you wrap up on your projects, then you're like, shoot, okay, so now I I don't have any projects. I need to go out and market again. I don't think that that's a good way to go about it. I think you should always still show up and provide value and keep, you know, making those connections. So that brings us to the next mindset shift, which is always be serving the client. Um, That is your only goal to stay in business. Um, And Gary Vee, who I love, um, says this thing always try to be as helpful as possible or always trying to be helpful is a great business strategy i think he just made this post the other day um, but he does preach this a lot and that you want to focus on serving your clients you want to focus on providing as much value as possible and being as helpful as possible and that's just going to give you a great roi um from that point we want to make sure that we're just putting our clients interest best interest at our heart and something that I learned in one of my business boot camp courses is that maybe their best interest is not to go with you but to go with someone else and so this is actually something that I'm trying to also work on is create let's say a network of referrals so if I know that yeah I can do the work but I'm not the best person to provide that service to this client I can refer all of these awesome people that I have personal connections with to help them. I think it will leave you in a great light in their hearts. And so that's really important. And that's something I'm still working on is building that network of people I trust, people who are really going to take great care of their clients. So just some food for thought. Uh, The next item on the list for the eight mindset shifts that we need to have as business owners, I think, is to Make sure that you start to think about creating a workflow, creating systems, and automating as much of your business as possible. Um, This one is great. I'm just starting to get into it. Um, Think about ways to optimize your life and your business. If you're a solopreneur, your life and your business can get very, I think, intertwined. It's it's almost like, you know, you want to build your business around your lifestyle. So when you want to start to create and optimize systems and ways of doing things that will make it easier on yourself. Um, I recently did a podcast recording with another um, female entrepreneur. So when that comes out, I will also link that below in the show notes. But you want to think about ways to um, create systems in your business. And this is something that I'm starting to do. I've always had systems and workflows Um, And for those of you that are just starting out, a workflow is basically how you go through an entire process for whatever your service of choice is. So for me, it's design and I have an exact process that I do from the start of a design project to the end of a design project so that I make sure all of my clients work has that quality control. Um, And then systems 
when you create systems, you really want to find ways to, how do I put this? You want to find ways where you can organize all your information in a way that you will actually use it. I think one of the biggest things is finding something that works for you. And it can be as simple as organizing your office so that you you know exactly where every single office supply that you need is and you don't have to think about it. That's creating a system in your daily life. Um, creating a system can also mean um, templatizing your onboarding process for your clients. Some things are easier and some things are more complex and it can get very overwhelming. So I think my best advice is to start as simple as possible with your systems and then build upon your systems. So what do I mean by that? I had created a podcast um, before this one with another friend and we co-host that show together. So I already knew what goes into creating a podcast and what I need to do and how to start it. So when I started the second podcast, it was, you know, a lot simpler for me because I already knew exactly what I needed. Um, When I brought guests on, I needed a system to help onboard them, or at least I need a system to find guests. And when they agree to become a part of the show, I need to automate the system. So what what process does that look like? I kind of mapped it out in my head and I know exactly how to bring a guest from you know, not knowing anything to getting them on the show and recording and then offboarding them and telling them, hey, your episode is done. Here's the listen. And then we're going to go live X date. Um, So that's a system. And I've automated everything that I needed to do. So I really only need to establish those personal connections. And as soon as they agree to come on this podcast, what I did was I created a automated onboarding system and I would draft my emails and then a system called Zapier would create what we call zaps. So every time someone signs up to the form, they would um, get an email from me automatically saying, here's how you sign up for a time to book a recording. Then from there, they will go, um, once they book a recording time, I will have another email ready to send out to them with the show notes that we need to create for the show. So all of these items become a small part of this larger system that allows me to not have to think about it and things just happen on their own. The only time I really need to think is, you know, maybe edit the drafts or, you know, just press send to send out the emails. So it takes out a lot of time. And because it's repeated, um, I know that creating something like this is going to save me so much time. Let me tell you, having a system in place has saved me so much time. And I'm so confident that I can, you know, run this passion project all on its own without feeling like I'm going to be inundated because it feels it is a full-time job really to run like a content show like this so you just want to figure out how to best utilize your tools so that's a great example of how to automate um, systems but again the best advice is to start very very simple I've watched so many um, tutorials and how to set workflows up and it just gets really overwhelming. So I totally understand where you are. Um, As I get better with these systems, I feel like I'll definitely, you know, create content on this. So stay tuned for those episodes coming up. If you want more of a visual representation of creating systems, I'm more than happy to do that. Just you know, send us a message via our Anchor app and let us know and, you know, we'll start creating those content and hopefully be putting them on something like YouTube. 
All right, but enough about systems and workflows. The next mindset shift that you wanna have is know when to use your CEO card. So as business owners, we need to just be very clear on what we want. So what are your non-negotiables? And I think you just need to be able to articulate all of this easily and effortlessly to anyone that comes to you, whether it's a client, it's a vendor, or somebody, an agency that wants you to white label for them. Um, something that I, I've i learning in the process of learning right now, I have to admit, I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but it's a process, is that I was approached for a project to white label. And for those that are very new to the field, white label means that you work under an agency and you don't get to use your brand. You don't get to use, you know, your your brand. Yeah. Um, and they are the f- client facing side. I'm fine with not using my my company name. Right. Um, I'm fine with working under one umbrella. My non-negotiable ask is that I retain the right as a designer to communicate directly with the client for client feedback. Um, I've had experiences in the past where the project manager does not know anything about design and cannot really grasp exactly what the client wanted. And so there was a massive gap between, you know, what the client is asking and what the design needs to be. And I think that made the experience not very delightful for the client um so ever since i've always requested that whoever i work with happy to white label happy to not use my company name just my name but i need to have direct access to the client so that i'm able to be the one to to manage the project at least on the design standpoint um so that's a key learning that i learned um and so that's something that i tell people yes i'll white label no i won't have you project managed for something that you don't know anything about. Um, I'm sorry to the agencies and the project managers that are there, and I don't mean any um, harm. It's just that I, you know, as a professional designer, we know what we're talking about and we're able to tap into what our clients are wanting if we're in that same headspace as them. And I think that's really important. So know know what your non-negotiable requirements are and then yeah, never, never let those go. Um, there is one exception where I will work without um, communicating with the client. And that's if the design is completely done and I'm only being asked to, let's say, develop a site. Even then, I think I still need to be accessible for the client so that if they need something, we don't have this lag in service and time. I think it all also comes down to your belief and your values. And you really just need to understand if you align with whoever you're working with. Again, that comes down to whether it's a vendor, whether it's a um, another agency or another company. You just want to make sure whoever you're partnering up with, because you're going to be a team, they need to align with your values. Um, and I think that's, that's a great way to navigate... Um, some of the things that you don't want to have to deal with. Um, And another story with this one is that I was a part of a team or a a founding team for a program. I don't want to go into the details of this um, because it's still very fresh in my mind. But I think one of the key takeaways for this is 
that you never want to start a project without signing an official contract and that contract should be your contract if you are the service provider um, that's very important for everyone to be on the same page communication when it comes down to it is the most important thing for your business so as a business owner you absolutely need to learn to communicate um, and so I think that would be like the byline under this mindset shift is that you just need to get better at communicating and you can't avoid it if you want to grow your business. Um, I do ask people that I partner up with if they're comfortable communicating with the client. Um, if they're not, I'll be happy to do that um, or we can work around it. But again, when you're trying to grow your business and think in the CEO mindset, you want to think about communication and how you communicate all of your feelings and thoughts and reservations. And uh, going back to that story of that program that I was part of, um, what I wanted to say was that the main the main takeaway was that you want to align people and teammates based on the ethos. And ethos is like a belief of why you are doing what you're doing and why you're there. Um, and I think where I see organizations and collectives work very well is that they have an ethos. It's not enough to just say, I'm going to throw people in a fire and see what comes out because that's just not how you do it. You need to, you know, put people in a room, align people with your values and your ethos, and then create a culture that will then propagate throughout the team. And then hopefully once that culture has been created, it will, you know, spread to all the people that you serve as well. So I think that's something that's really important. Um, have your non-negotiables ready and and be stand your ground really in terms of n wanting to get what you need to get for things to work out for you. Just know what you want. Okay, the next point is to show up every day and focus on 1% improvement. Um, this is a very awesome concept. Um, the first thing is that when you first get into entrepreneurship, when you first start running your own business as a solopreneur, you just, you need to show up every day. Um, everyone has a different definition of how they show up every day. Everyone has a different way of showing up and that is totally fine. But I think you owe it to yourself and your business to show up every day and really just give it your all. Um, Big Magic um, from Elizabeth Gilbert has, she's said some amazing things. Um, and one of those was like, you want to show up for inspiration to strike. You always want to show up every day ready to work so that you can catch inspiration and ideas as they come to you. So you never want to show up not ready to work. Um, and I love that saying, and that's something I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is something that, and then the next point the next part of this um, kind of mindset shift is improving 1% every day. So Michael Phelps, when he was training for the Olympics, actually ever since he was a little boy and he's training for swimming, there's a story that um, his coach would say, improve your yourself. So if you're just better than where you were yesterday and you do that enough times, you will be exponentially better in a year or after a while. So just be better than you were yesterday. And I love that saying because I think it really um, tells us a lot about kind of how we should think about what we do and 
how we improve ourselves. And that kind of mindset is just amazing. Um, and to bring it back, this 1% improvement was more of a recent kind of finding. Um, I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits and James Clear, the author, wrote in the book about this concept. You wanna focus on incremental 1% improvements every single day. And then over the course of a year, you'll be 37% better than where you were. I think it's a lot of numbers, but I think the idea of being incrementally better just a little bit is super awesome because it takes the stress off of the fact that you just need to be um, amazing after a few tries. It's it's the idea of just doing small habits, you'll get better. So an example of that is let's say you only read two pages in a book every single day. If you do that enough, you'll read a few books over a year. If you say, if you read an hour of a book, let's say every other month, then you're not going to have as much learnings from the person that reads just two pages um, a day. Do you know what I mean? Like you just want to focus on creating habits that are going to lead you to success. Um, And I love that whole idea of marginal gains which is the 1% improvement. So a little food for thought. Um, I think it's important as entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to always be refining and learning and improving our skills to stay competitive as well. And so something like this, this kind of mindset shift is super helpful. That brings us to our next point, which is you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Um, I hold this near and dear to my heart. Whenever I go out and try to land clients, you just need to keep showing up and you need to keep serving. Um, And then number eight for um, a mindset shift is that you always just want to have a very positive but grateful mindset. Um, Things are going to, there are going to be trying times and there's going to be uh, times where you're just like stuck in a gray black hole, but you need to find ways to cope with that and you need to find ways to bring yourself out of that kind of, we'll say dark phase because as soon as you're out of it, things start happening around you and it helps you gain momentum. And so I think that's something that, again, I can create another episode and expand more on, but just want to show up and take all the shots that you can and really just go out and try things. One of the sayings is that you just, as long as you're 10% better than everyone else, you are going to be so much better. And I know that I'm absolutely 10% better than a lot of people. So um, that confidence is also something that I I feel like I lean on whenever I go and land projects. So you just want to make sure that you have a positive mindset. And if you're just starting out, it's okay. Again, going back to the 1% improvement every day. So if you just keep working on it, you'll get places. And I think that's something that I hopefully um, in a few weeks from here now I'll be able to say like wow yeah one percent improvement every day is super important I think this comes down to consistency right showing up every day and being consistent focus on one percent improvement every day and being consistent so consistency is key forever and always all right so that is the top eight um mindset shifts that we need to have as business owners so you want to work on the business and not in it you want don't want to get too comfortable and you want to keep marketing you'll want to always be serving the client and you want to create systems and workflows and you want to 
optimize as much of your life and business as possible through automating or what have you, um, or just creating systems that are easy and make sense to you. Um, you want to know when to use your CEO card and figure out what your non-negotiables are so that you're clear on what you want. And you want to show up every day and you want to focus on improving yourself 1% every day. That's a very important one. And you want to make sure that you are always positive and always just giving things a try. So the saying is you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So if you take it, you at least have a chance, right? All right. So what small changes can you make in your work to start creating a system? This is the question of the week. Um, the second question that you can also ask yourself is what small habit can you do to add a 1% improvement for yourself in whatever area you choose? So yeah, just some food for thought. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited to see where this podcast goes. And if you liked our content, please share, like, and subscribe, or leave us a review where you find our podcast and we might feature you next time. Thanks, and we will be back next week. Have a great week. Stay well. Catch you later. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you're interested in the Chinese version of this episode, that will follow in a few days. If you liked what you heard, feel free to share and give us a like wherever you find our podcast. And also feel free to leave us a message via our Anchor platform. All right, thank you and we'll see you next week.